Hey everybody, Chibi here. Before we get into today's conversation, I just wanted to take a moment to say thank you. Thank you for showing us that you care about poetry and getting to know more poets across this country. If you've liked what you've heard so far, please make sure to hit that subscribe button, share these episodes, tell a friend, rate and review us wherever you can. And if you want to know more about the things and the initiatives that we are putting in place, you can look us up on Facebook at The Blah Poetry Spot. That is B-L-A-H, The Blah Poetry Spot on Facebook or Write Art Out on Instagram. That's W-R-I-T-E-A-R-T-O-U-T, Write Art Out. Thank you so much, and without further ado, let's get into today's conversation. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to another edition of the Blah Poetry Spot Presents Words and Shit. Uh, where we bring you an intimate performance and conversation with a different poet every week so that you can get to know the person behind the poetry. My name is Chibi, one of your hosts, and I am joined once again by the illustrious taco poet of Texas, Eddie Vega. How are you doing, Eddie? I'm doing great, Chibi. How are you today? Oh, we hanging in there. It's been a day, but (laughs) we are here Thursdays like that. Thursdays. When you're in quarantine, you forget days Mm -hmm. sometimes. And and not, not gonna lie, uh, I thought yesterday was Tuesday. <laughs> we almost didn't have you here today. Yeah, pretty much. Is what you're telling me. You know, it would have been like, uh, Eddie, I guess I'm flying solo. Thank God that we have alarms on our phones to tell us what day <laughs> yeah. it is. Uh, so uh, I need to apologize because I think we missed something. We forgot to mention something last week. You know, it is the month of June. It is Pride Month. And so because of that, this month we are featuring poets that identify on the LGBTQIA plus spectrum. We had David last week, we've got Anel Flores coming next week, and we're going to close out the month with Roxy Allen. Uh, but Eddie, who do we have today? Well, this is a really, really special treat for us, for everybody here. We've got uh, none other than the Gully Princess, Ebony Stewart. She's here with us this evening. International touring poet, performance artist, Her work speaks to the black experience with emphasis on gender, sexuality, womanhood, and race with the hopes to be relatable, remove shame, heal minds, encourage dialogue, and inspire folks in marginalized communities. As one of the most decorated poets in Texas, Ebony is a respected coach and mentor, one of the top touring poets in the country, and a woman of the World Poetry Slam champion. She's also pursuing a license as a sex therapist and as a sexual health activist and a former sex educator. Uh, and she's also a playwright. Uh, one, she's got a one-woman show called Hunger and Ocean. Um, and um, oh my goodness, I didn't read that. The Ocean has received uh, the B. Iden Payne Awards and the David Mark Cohen New Play Award uh, each, respectively. Uh, she's the author of Love Letters to the Ballad Fists and Home Girlhood. And I have to say, Home Girlhood is one of my favorite books. It's on my shelf at school. And I show it often to my students who enjoy reading some of the poems in there. So it's a real treat for us to have uh, Ebony Stewart with us this evening. Hi, hi, Ebony. Hey, how y'all feeling? Y'all all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You? Oh, no, I'm good. I'm actually really, really good. I can't believe you just read that whole bio. Y'all could have cut that shit up. <laughs> Yeah. I'm feeling much better now that you're here, <laughs> now that we are in the presence of the Ebony Stewart. You, you have a way of brightening people's day. 
I hope so. I hope so. That's the plan anyways. Y'all looking good. Mm, you know, just Try. a little powder. Yeah. Red on. You, know. <laughs> yeah. you looking is, fabulous. I'm looking fabulous. Thank you. I, you know, I got to put on my lashes today. Thank you, sugar. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I ain't blowing nobody down yet, but I do like to, to put on my lashes when I get a chance. So There you go. Any excuse these days, right? Right. <laughs> all right. All right. Let us uh, cut out of here and uh, hand the stage over to you uh, to do some poetry, and then we'll be right back to have a nice little conversation. Nice. Yeah, so what's about to happen is I'm going to uh, share with you all one poem to kind of open it, and then one poem to close us out, yeah? But um, in lieu of it being Pride Month, and me falling on that, on that spectrum Chibi was talking about, I just want to, I want to do this poem called Pray Tell Them, yeah? In this version of our Lord, God comes back as a dark-skinned, fat black woman who wears box braids, lace fronts, and melanin leave you shook. When I say she dark-skinned, I mean she can't pass and don't want to. I mean she walked into a room and everybody bowed instead of devoured that which is exotic. Because in this version, Dark skin actually means power, means royal and beloved, means lead role, lead singer, and more than just a few, so all the other dark skin girls get to see themselves first. And original people, call a God a God, I say it three times in the mirror and I get to worship myself. When I say fat, I mean she grew outside of your comfort zone and stereotype, found a motherfucker to fan and feed her in the summer and you gonna get whatever body she given. I mean, if he die, then he die. And if he won't fuck her midday, then his ass gonna freeze in the winter. I mean, shrinking is something she won't even consider. I mean, her mouth be bigger than her stomach and she can do more with it than send your food back. She be a meal and a snack, because in this version, God is not confident just because you noticed. In this version of the Holy Trinity, Jesus is transgender, black woman and savior. I mean, who else's gospel can turn colloquial? I mean, who else can identify as she or they and still be other? Because who else can be praised, imitated, excluded, or underrepresented? I mean, who gives a fuck about respect as long as gay white men get to gentrify it? She be beheaded, gunned down, and stoned. Everyone who wanted her dead called it a drop, but let's just say she spun around so hard, so dramatic, soft, and slow, she became the master of resurrecting on ballroom floors and moonlight waters. Because she can afford herself and still not be free. I mean, sticks and stones could break her bones, but a brick can start a riot and there goes Jesus again, always turning turmoil into a celebration, tested but still holding fast to what's good. And heaven is how high a queen sits. We glow our hands up, voguing black queer culture into the Holy Spirit, how we see ourselves well, because only black folks can behold a Holy Spirit that speaks truth to power and live without dwelling ahead of our time. I mean, who else gonna shine? Be shedding being and keeping the light. God is everywhere in and of everything. I mean, pray tell them. God is love, right? You can go ahead and thank the Holy Spirit, that which is black and gay, knowing and believing nothing moves without us. I'm only doing one, and we're going to do one to close out. Is that what I said? Yeah. No, no, no. We got you. I, I heard that, and I was like, maybe it's going to be a really long poem, and uh, we're going to wait. No, that's good. That's good. <laughs> I, I'm glad you just want to jump into the conversation is what it is. Yeah, I do. I, I, I really... um. Man, it's, it's, it's difficult to explain. I'm sure we'll talk about it at some point, but I like ain't really been feeling poems right now, so to mm-hmm. speak. Um, so, yeah. I mean, let's talk about it right now. Yeah, let's do it. Because that's a real thing, you know? Like, I think uh, there's this kind of, like, 
I don't know, unspoken notion out there that's like, if you're quarantined, right? Like you ain't got nothing but time. You should be producing. This is like, you're always complaining about it. You don't have time to do this and that. Like now's the time to be super productive. But like in my little heart of hearts, sometimes I just want to close all the blinds and binge watch some stupid shit so that I don't have to think, right? <laughs> that's right. Um, I actually have been binge watching uh, Good Girls and so that's what's up. But you know, um, uh, it's... It, it's kind of like um, I have not been able to write a poem uh, that has stopped police from killing black people. So I'm just like, really not into my poems right now. Um, and I feel like that's the focus. I'm like, yo, what is the, what is the magic I got to write? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. How much closer to God I got to get? So I'm just trying to figure out... Uh, figure that out and, and, and leave myself space and time and room for, for that to be a thing. Um, the, the only way that I can explain it is there's a, a type of grief and there's a process to that, right? There's um, a way of going through it. And so I kind of just like want to allow myself to do that. But also I do got hella shit going on too. I, I'm, I'm in school, Lord Jesus. Uh, that's enough. Also, I just want to say. <laughs> it's no I'm, I'm i'm reading plenty okay um it's poems is just not at the top of the of the, of the thing um but yeah I'm, I'm i'm writing so to speak but not like not necessarily stuff that is that is fully fleshed out and is ready to share if that makes sense mm -hmm. uh back to that do you feel that there is like an artistic pressure uh in moments like these mm. Uh, it, you know, I will say this and, and maybe this is going to be overstepping something, right? But Eddie, I feel like black people and people of color are always under pressure anyway. So mm -hmm. I'm kind of just like, um, I rise to every occasion that's given to me. Um, but I also have the freedom, uh, and, and, and self-care to take care of myself and be like, yo, like this ain't really my fight right now. Mm -hmm. Um, and I mean that in the most, um, explosive of ways right like I was having a conversation with one of my friends and they were like yo I, I just really ain't got it in me right now to be in the front line to like go out there and and and, and be a part of the shit all the time and I'm like yeah that's real right in my in my whole heart I feel like um black people people of color have to show up all the time and I think we know that it won't get done without us but I'm kind of at a point where um, if white people want to impress me, y'all go out there, y'all be in the front line. Mm. Let me see what y'all can do. Mm -hmm. okay. Let me see Let me see what you've learned over mm -hmm. all these years. Let me see how down for me you is, um, or for us, or like how much equality you really believe in, yeah? Um, and so I, I, I want to see it. I'm not impressed with just like people posting memes or, 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 or shit that you've been having resources and access to, right? So. Um, I'm kind of just like, yeah, there is some pressure, I guess, but I think it's just like a, a constant. It's, it's never, it's never left. It's always there. Mm -hmm. And I think too, like, uh, you know, it's my personal opinion, just where you're at too, in terms of your, your career, you know, like you've published a few books, you've produced a few plays, you know, and what you're talking about reminds me of this uh, interview I heard with Chris Abani, who's like a renowned uh poet who's published and all of that who's like stuck in this moment of like yeah I've done all of that but I want to do something 
that matters, you know, something of import, something that like 60 years down the line, a hundred years down the line, someone's going to read and it's still going to resonate, you know? Yeah. Uh, and how do you, you know, like, how do you go through that struggle? Right. You know? Yeah. I, I feel like um, I, I write for longevity. So I, I feel like the way that I write, I, I want it to be able to come back and, and if it comes back and it's just as relevant, that's on us, right? Like that's on the people. It shouldn't be relevant. I shouldn't still be able to do certain poems and people be like, yo, that's like, that could have happened yesterday, right? So yeah. um, I do definitely write for longevity, but um, some parts of that is kind of like you're saying, like how, how do you write the thing that does the thing? Yeah. How do you <laughs> write about the human experience, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. instead of writing about the moment, write about the existence itself. And that's, yeah. that's weight, that's heavy. So, oh, yeah. you know, props to you when you get it done, because I know you will. <laughs> you know I will. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's talk about quarantine and whatnot, because uh, right before we jumped on, you mentioned you are uh, currently shacked up with your boo thing over in... Second, come on! <laughs> in san diego uh and you and i and nobody else knows this but uh you and i and my husband we all had this conversation and i think it was called operation kitty cat yes to get you out to san diego and then should the whole like lockdown happen you were like i don't want to get stuck there so we were like okay operation evac gully princess right we got them both hit me right now yes <laughs> so so you made it to san diego tell me what's what's your life been like right now yeah, well, so first I have to say, because I know a lot of people were really concerned that knew that I was coming to San Diego, because um, I didn't like, I didn't want to announce it because I didn't want a lot of opinions. Mm -hmm. People, sometimes your opinion do not matter. We do not want to hear. People just want to do what they want to do sometimes. And also, if you sitting up there with your boo, ain't no way you should be able to tell me that I can't come be with mine, okay, mm -hmm. while you cuddled up and able to argue, okay, in person, in real time. But anyway, um, yeah, so like when I got on a plane, um, at a hobby, it was like nobody on the plane. They were still making a social distance. It was like 22 of us, right? You know how big them, them, them Boeing, whatever planes is. It's like, we social distance still, but they was like, yeah, they didn't serve us no snacks, no water, nothing, Jesus. We had to have all our stuff prepared, okay? <laughs> <laughs> like, dang, it's kind of cruel. But um, yeah, I came out here. Uh, my partner is amazing, obviously. Shout out to Sid. Uh, yeah, like, it's been interesting if what I can say is these people don't have no HEB out here and that's just really tragic. Oh no. It's just where do you get tortillas? Yeah, how do you do that? How do you they don't got they don't have, they don't do. Like they have, but then they don't. You know what I'm saying? It's it's tragic. This explains why there's so many people from California moving to Texas these days. It's HEB and tortillas, clearly. Clearly, and the prices. Um, but like, so like out here, I did a comparison. Like I had a receipt, I brought a, a receipt back here with me and the price of groceries is just ridiculous. I don't know how these people are living. I don't know what nobody do for a living because it's so expensive out here. So that's just interesting. But what I can say is if we, us in Texas that are looking for hand sanitizer, these people got it. All the hand sanitizer. You don't have to worry about hand sanitizer. They have it all. It's amazing to me. Um, so I'm 
what? Should I stock up and make this a Christmas stocking gift or something? Should you start a black market, you know, side hustle and sell it, ship it back to Texas? Kind of like hand sanitizer, tortillas, you're like... I mean, I'm out here trying to make a profit, but it's it's really... um. It's it's been anticlimactic just for the simple fact that they're not as open as Texas is. Um, they're they're taking some real precautions. That ain't no dig on Texas. I just feel like sometimes us Texans feel like we invincible in a lot of ways. But um, <laughs> some wild wild west shit. But mm-hmm. like, uh, they're they're gradually open. So we've just been going to like the park to walk around. We've been people watching downtown because that's very interesting and intriguing because people still out here doing a damn fool. Um, yeah, that I mean, it's just really relaxing. Been cooking a lot. That's that's mm-hmm. been my. Job. I'm also tired of cooking, mm. which has mm. hurt my feelings because I do like to cook, but. <laughs> let's 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 that I thank you for segueing into that because that was one of the things that you wanted to talk about and uh yeah. I have become a recent uh cooking uh enthusiast. Yes, I saw you sent the you sent the recipe thing. Yeah, 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 the little, the little chili, just little snip snippets, can't give away all the secrets. <clears throat> uh, no, I, that's right. That's why I ain't even answer back. I ain't shit. But I was just like, nah, I can't be out here giving all my secrets. <laughs> so what has been kind of like your, your go-to dish or like what have you been working on like in the kitchen? Like what's what makes your little heart pitter-patter? You see? Um, so my I, I feel really good about pasta. Like I feel like I that's mm-hmm. my jam. I really know how to do a lot of stuff with um with pasta. I also know how to do a lot of things with rice. Um mm-hmm. person from the south. Um so I know how to do a lot of things with rice. Um and that's that's been like an experiment. So all types of different types of rice, like cauliflower rice, you know, like all these things. Um, mm-hmm. Ask me, whatever. Like we healthy over here. Um, have you made some but, risotto yet? Yes, I have made risotto, risotto and cauliflower. Have you tried that one? Mm. I don't do the cauliflower. You know, me. you don't. That ain't your okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I, did, I, I did risotto and shrimp. That was yeah. that was that was delicious. Did you do the cream sauce with it? Uh, I think it was more of like a butter of sorts. How to cream toast? The heavy whipping cream. Making a note. I know that's <laughs> you think I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I, you're not. I know you're not. Um, but let's see. What I, really, what I really want to know or learn or teach myself how to make is aki saltfish, which is a Jamaican dish, a traditional Jamaican dish. Um, but the thing is, is that aki is not here like i've looked for it Mm. they don't got it out here so um yeah aki is basically a flower um or a plant that comes from jamaica but sometimes they have it in a can because as a if you pick it if you don't do it right then it can be poisonous so yeah you know they didn't go ahead in a can but like ebony stewart's like we living in the end of time so i'm just gonna go (laughs) ahead and risk it anyway I know it's really goofy, but I really want that, but I haven't been able to find it. So I might change up and do like um, Aki and Kalalu, which is basically like fish and greens, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What, what about y'all? What y'all been cooking? What y'all? Well, I have to say before you go there is like as a bilingual uh, poet and individual, you say that Aki is not here, but Aki is the Spanish <laughs> here. So I was really stupid. Aki, no Aki, you know. Aki, Aki. Yeah, okay. You stupid. (laughs) That was clever. That was good. 
<laughs> I've been on a, so I've been on a ramen kick recently, you know, and like, like, not like dollar ramen, but like ramen ramen, right? And yeah. so like, I want to cook some, but like, you can't just cook ramen and then just like serve it in a regular bowl, right? You know, like you got to have like those wide and shallow bowls. So it's all like spread out when now girl when i tell you today i drove around all of san antonio for like five hours trying to find these damn plates because i found them at the asian market but they were like eight or nine bucks a piece and i was like i bet you i can find them for three somewhere that's right <laughs> order them you don't want to order them because you want them right now no no because i also want to see them too you know like i don't i don't trust these descriptions and what if they come and it's like a cheap plastic no 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 i need to feel it like <laughs> okay right. Okay, I'm that's real. Tuesday morning. That's just my uh, my inclination is where you might. You're what? Um, huh? Monday morning. Oh, Tuesday, Tuesday morning. Yeah, 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 yeah. They got everything. They do. They do. Um, you know, let, you, you oh. talked earlier about school that like you've been reading plenty of stuff, um, and the the schooling itself. Well, how's that going, and what what's that all about? Oh. In this transition and this quarantine <laughs> and all that, like that size says it all. It is oppressive. Now I'm 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 kidding, kinda. But like, so um, I was already doing online school um, for social work. Mm -hmm. Already doing online school previously, just because of the fact that I still needed to tour and be able to pay for school out of pocket. Because I said I was never gonna have student loans ever again, right? And so um, because of that, like nothing changed. I pretty much just have school online either way. I just have more time to get it done because I'm not working currently, right? And so um, with that being said, it's like, it's a whole lot of work, but I have really a crazy amount of time to get it done now. Um, and so I decided to still keep my schedule that I had before, which is like Basically, Monday, Tuesday, and some Wednesdays, I complete all of my schoolwork and turn it in on Thursday when it's due, and I respond to everybody, everything on Sunday, right? And so mm -hmm. I can have kind of like a weekend, so to speak, um, to myself to do whatever it is that I like, but um, school's expensive for no reason. Um, I, I haven't been able, I have not had a $5,000 experience yet. I just want to say that. Um, mm -hmm. Let me leave a Yelp review about it, but I haven't had <laughs> You need to send a strongly worded tweet is what you need to do. You know, um, but I will say that I'm learning like a whole, whole lot. I got a 4.0 right now that I'm maintaining and I'm beasting in this thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing really, really well. Um, so I'm grateful for all the information that I'm absorbing and I'm getting. And initially when I got into this thing, I really wanted to do sex therapy and I wanted to be a therapist for artists specifically because mm -hmm. I felt like you know there are so many of us poets specifically like that want to go to therapy but can't afford it you know mm -hmm. um to add like or, or have an affordable avenue for us but now that I've been in this thing for a year and some change I'm like man I could do so much with this I'm, I'm I don't know I don't know just yet what it's gonna be but to answer your question Eddie it's been it's been great, but it's also been kind of like, can y'all wrap this up though? Like, I feel like <laughs> this and I could have just learned this like in a day and we good, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this, is the online thing, like, is it interactive or is it just you like clicking through screens? Like how's, how's it, I'm curious. 
Yeah, no. So um, the interaction part is like the discussion. And that's a very big part of your grade. You have to interact with like if someone has a discussion or there's a question or something, everyone posts on it and then you have to respond to somebody. So it's kind of like Facebook almost um, sure. a little bit. But uh, there is a lot of reading. And this particular course, I decided to do my books online. Um, so they're all like digital, right? They're a soft version of the book. And so I'm looking at the computer a lot more. However, SIP got me these like these glasses that help with the blue whatever shits. Mm -hmm. And um, that's been really helpful. But it's not, there's not a whole lot of teacher interaction, um, which I definitely prefer. Some people aren't um, good at or don't prefer online school, but I don't need you to just, just let me, I'll it. if I got some questions, I'll come ask you. Trust me, I'm paying for it. You're going to answer my questions, right? Uh -huh. So, <laughs> but like, it's, it's really um, hands off for the most part. Um, the professor at the beginning of the week will come on and have a video that they already like filmed and tell you about what to expect of the week or what to ex expect about like major assignments and mm -hmm. pretty much it. I now, mean, we, you have on those discussions, uh -huh. um, do you have the, you said they were kind of like Facebook, yeah. uh, no. but uh, are they as, as frustrating as a Facebook uh, discussion list or <laughs> as educated as uh... where are you going? Um, you know, sometimes, you know what I'm saying? It's just kind of like, it's, it depends on the day. But um, if I'm being honest, like sometimes I show up like hella militant in, <laughs> in the discussion. You really? <laughs> like, I don't know what happened. And, and so like, I'm, I'm on their head. I'm on a, anything they say that's like not inclusive of black and brown women. I'm like, so this people y'all gonna be working with that I don't know nothing about. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I, I I definitely be on their head, and sometimes it is frustrating. Um, it's it's funny that you ask that, Eddie, because there's this okay, well, there's this person. Let me think about it. This going against? No, no, no. Okay, so there's this person who is in the class, who is white, who also is like, I just want to do this because I'm tired of being a stay-at-home mom. And I just don't feel like you need to be working with us. I, I don't know. I just don't <laughs> Like know you want to do this as a hobby? You see, now you see, that's where I was. And I didn't really know how to approach it. So I just left it alone because I was like, I'm not going to say anything that's going to be constructive to this white woman and and or help her understand that i do not care about your hobbies but <laughs> please tell me her name was karen Ooh, you know they always name karen Chad. <laughs> <laughs> well i was gonna say we have eddie here who is a teacher so maybe he can give some insight on the other side of what you're experiencing eddie what's it like to be a teacher during quarantine you know it, it, i think we, we talked about this before where it's no no it wasn't it was a whole other online conversation. I'm sorry. I'm getting them all confused now. <laughs> but um, it's actually a little bit more work to be out of the classroom than in the classroom. Uh, because you have, there's all the setup that you have to do as a teacher to like post those videos, post the articles to read. Uh, sometimes you could, you know, you hand them out or you come in one day and you're like, let's discuss this topic. Right. And you can't do that. You've got to really, really be planning your stuff. 
um, on our end. And I, in some ways, there's a little bit more grading involved uh, when you're, well, no, I guess the, the grading has to, not so much there's more grading involved. The turnaround is, is, has to be a lot quicker. And I'm one of those really bad teachers that doesn't uh, <laughs> my papers very often. Uh -huh. uh, so that's where it kind of hit me is I had to like come up with assignments where I could like come up with some, you know, an assessing grade uh, quicker uh, yeah. than if I had just let it slide for a little bit. Interesting. <laughs> you know, I'm going to twist, I'm going to twist this in some way. So it's almost like the way um, poems and poetry start a conversation right? Uh, and you've toured all over, you know, been to many schools, uh, just everywhere, right? How do you find that conversation continues when you come off stage? <clears throat> like with, depending on where I am? Or? Yeah, you know, in any way, like, does it, because I think we all know that, like, our poems don't end at the end of the poem, right? People then digest them and then have a reaction, right? Have you, you know, like, do you ever have the opportunity to like continue the conversation with, you know, people that have heard or read your work, you know? Yeah, you know, um, there's oftentimes people that will come up to me and they want to share with me because now they feel like kind of indebted in a way that because I share so much, now they want to share, they feel compelled or comfortable sharing with me. And um, I, I allow that to happen because it also kind of gives me a break <laughs> because if I just been performing for an hour like I'm I'm good let me hear what you got to say yeah what's your thought mm -hmm. um so that's usually where I go with it but um also I think that's a that's a really important part of the dialogue because while I'm on stage especially at colleges and universities I'm engaging in conversation like there is dialogue I, I tell them all the time like I can see you so if I'm talking to you then I'm talking to you so if I ask you a question I I want you to respond right um, that's really important to me because yes, I'm the artist, I'm the feature, I'm the person that showed up, but I need to be able to know who's in the room too and how you feeling. So sometimes those conversations or a lot of times those conversations do happen off stage, right? And it might be something as simple as, you know, I made a request for somebody to tell me what's the best restaurant in a city, you know, like where, what's their food out here? What should I try? You know, um, and sometimes if like, I'm, if like, say for instance, I'm in Wisconsin and they're like, oh, we got this Mexican restaurant. I'm like, mm -mm. <laughs> Child. what you're not going to do. <laughs> so, um, usually that's how that works. But the conversation I feel like is, is constant. And I always tell people they could reach out to me. Um, you know, I'm not hard to find as far as social media and stuff like that. So they could reach out to me and we can continue that conversation. However, um, Sometimes I'm not in the space for it. Sometimes I'm, I'm, and I, and I appreciate when people respect that space as well to say, Hey, I really want to, I really want to engage in this more with you, but I'm just not present enough yeah. uh, to do that for you right now. Um, and so, or I, I can encourage them to say, for instance, what's needed on their campus um, and kind of encourage them to start their own of whatever is missing. Cause they ain't never just the only one there, you know, um, yeah. it's always somebody else is kind of going through or can relate to whatever their revolution is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, you, yeah do this, you do this uh, great thing uh, when you're out in these campuses on your um, Instagram story, you know, where you take 
questions, you know, sex, <laughs> sexual education questions, and then answer them. I'm, I'm curious, two things. One, you know, like, where did that come from? Where did that idea spawn from? And two, how does it actually work in real life? Because I've only seen it on, you know, like the story. So I'm curious as to like how you facilitate that in real life. Yeah, so it came from the fact that I'm a, I'm a sex educator, right? Um, I was teaching sixth or seventh grade before I decided to become a full-time artist and um, make that leap and change. But I still felt like there's activism around that, right? And so I can be an advocate and still talk to young people or just people who are in question about whatever is going on and, and there not be any shame. So the anonymous box question kind of just like takes that out of the, out of, the room of shame, right? Like, it's like, oh, you can ask whatever you want. Um, and as long as it's anonymous, I won't say your name. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. so you don't have to, and I, I always tell them like, you're not going to embarrass me. Trust me. My sixth graders had y'all beat. Um, <laughs> you're not, you're not going to be able to say or do anything that's going to embarrass me. But, um, oftentimes what I'll say is, or if the school is interested in that, they'll read the writer, choose that particular something. And they'll say, uh, okay, well, we want to definitely bring you in to talk to our students about sexual health or is this particular month, the Women's History Month, whatever. And because um, we're talking about all different types of things, not just sex, talking about dating and relationships and body image. And so they can write those questions in real time on a piece of paper in a bucket or a basket or however they present. Um, and then I do my set. And then towards the end of my set, I answer as many questions as I can. So the ones that you all see, um, when I go on like IG live or Twitter or something like that to answer are leftovers mm. that, I, that I would answer. And so I want to keep my word. So mm. I still go ahead and answer them so they can have access to them at some point. Mm. Yeah. I love that. Speaking of poetry and dating and writing and poems, uh, you have a poem in homegirlhood uh, saying it's, it's um, names. I've no, what is it? Names I've changed your number to your name too yeah yeah and i teach all girls uh high school senior mm -hmm. all seniors uh occasionally they come in a little upset because the relationship has ended um <laughs> or is in this in the process of ending mm -hmm. and um i have that book and I've, and I've and i've shown them that particular uh poem and it's always a hit yay and, and uh they're like they'll, they'll be like oh my god this and then they'll go show it to another girl you know, mm -hmm. and then they'll like take a picture with their camera. I'm like, wait a minute, whoa, 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 buy your own book. Hey, <laughs> we'll order a book. Go uh, on. You know? yeah. uh, but uh, anyhow, I just want to, I want to thank you because I think some of them might be watching this recording a little bit later uh, mm -hmm. about that. But here's the interesting thing also is then they come up with some more names. Like you, sp you spark a conversation, you like inspire more stuff. And uh, have, you, have you gotten that comment before about thank you for inspiring me? And how does that feel to you that you're inspiring others? No, well, first of all, thank you for sharing my work. That makes me feel so good. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm never like, man, uh, people are so good to me. People are so good to me. Like, I can't make this up. People are just really, really good to me. And so um, when a person tells me, I I'm still weirded out by the fact like when people come up to me and they're like crying, 
So I'm like, we should both be crying because I, I don't know. I want to match. I want to match your energy, right? So, <laughs> um, but like if, if people are crying, then I want to cry. And if people say that I inspired them, that inspires me, right? And so um, I feel like it's a great circle that keeps going. Yes, people tell me that. And I feel like that is one of the best compliments um, ever because I, I, I don't think I ever really could have predicted that that, was, that would be a thing. Um, when I, when I would pray or meditate, right, um, or set my intentions, I, it, it has become, right, like um, a part of my practice before I start a poem, if anybody's ever seen me in a slam um, or, or, or a live feature, like um, it is a part of my practice to, to ask for that, right? But I'm still in awe of the fact that it happens, if that makes any kind of sense. I don't know, maybe it doesn't, but like if people are, um, if people are inspired or feel inclined to be thoughtful enough to let me know that, it really um, floors me almost. Yeah, mm. it really does. It actually, it's like one of the best, it's one of the best compliments ever, ever. Yeah. yeah. I Cause I mean, I think, you know, like in your head, you're like, I'm just me. I'm just, I'm just Ebb, you know? Yeah, that's right. Um, but I don't, I don't think you give yourself enough credit for the work that you've done and the way that you've impacted people's lives. And there are comments coming through saying so. Um, oh. And, and, you know, we just saw that one picture of a, of a, one of your quotes, you know, like from one of your recent poems, you know, like at a protest rally sort of thing, where like your words do drive change because it inspires people to get up and move, you know, it inspires people to, to Eddie's point, to write their own versions of, of and their truths. So you don't give yourself enough credit, ma'am. So oh my goodness. Y'all, I'm trying to keep these lashes on. I'm very emotional. <laughs> <laughs> didn't mean to do that. Um, yeah. Out Let's, here. There's a question in, there's in the comments. Uh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Let's pivot to that. Go for it, Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Andrew asks, what music do you listen to when you're frustrated with the times? And what do you listen to uh, so that you can remain hopeful during these times? Mm. Um, that's a good question. Is it Andrew? Yeah. That's a good question, Andrew. Um, you know, I, I think I go to a playlist... Uh, and I just say, play whatever I got, because I feel like everything I got is good, you know, <laughs> in my Play Store. And so I'm just like, uh, hit the playlist. But if I want to be more intentional, um, it, there's a song, is it Andrea Day, I believe, I Rise Up? Rise yeah, up Andrea Day. Day. Yeah, that song, like, woo! Child. Yeah. Right? Oh, First man, time I heard that song, I was in, like, bawling in tears, like, it's so good. It's yeah. so good. Um, man, it's so good. But I, I gen generally just like want to hear something that's feel good music, and I and I stick to stuff that's like uh, that also has longevity. So, say for instance, um, Queen, Erica Badu. Um, let's see, uh, what's his name? What's the baby name? He got a doggone album called The Championship. Meek Mill, his, that, that, that whole, I feel like that whole album, um, the championship is, is really, really like inspiring, um, for whatever reason, I don't know. Sometimes I'll put on the Pusha T, uh, the infrared album. It, it just depends really like what kind of, 
am I trying to like calm myself down or I'm trying to like get myself hyped up, right? Like sometimes I don't want to, I don't want to calm down. I want to lean into my emotions because it's okay if I'm angry. It's okay if I'm sad. Um, I think that there's a lot of talk or push for people to suppress their feelings and it's just not a healthy, a healthy way to cope. Um, it, it shows up in other ways in your body. I do believe, right, that those things are connected. And so um, I, I don't want the cancer, you know what I'm saying? Like I wanna go ahead and relieve myself for whatever I'm feeling. So it just depends. Um, that's a really good question, but I can't say, you know, Sib, my partner is actually really better at being a DJ than me. So uh, they know what to put on. They know yeah. what to do. <laughs> uh, so let's let's talk a little bit about that. You know, like mental health. You know, you've you've always been a very big mental health advocate. Um, it shows in your work, and it shows in just you know, like how you move uh, through this world. Um, what is kind of like your current practice? You know, like what are you doing to make sure that you are taking care of yourself in these in these times, or ever? Yeah, in ever, right? Um, <laughs> It, and it and it changes, and I want to be able to say that, right? Like, leave yourself some space for that to change. Like, you may create a routine of self care, and that might that might need to be altered a little bit, depending on what's going on. So, uh, I try to like make a list of of the things that I can go to that might help, right? So I know that cooking is something that helps me. Um, it's another way for me to think, and it takes my mind off of whatever I'm obsessing over or sad about or whatever. Like, I'm actually doing something, right? Like I'm creating something that I get to actually enjoy at the end of this thing. So that feels good. Um, working out has been, oh man, it's always been a part of like my mental, like where I mentally am as far as <clears throat> how I feel about myself. Um, I, I tend to not always like the way I look. And so for whatever the psychology of that is, if I worked out like yesterday, I worked out and I'm like, mm, bitch, you killed that workout. You was fine, right? And nothing changed, nothing, nothing, nothing in that amount of time. But for whatever reason, yeah. it made me feel good. Um, uh, I do like to listen to music. Um, I wouldn't say that I, that I would go to writing, but I do like try to write a sentence or, or a line of a sort um, each day. You know, even if it's a list, because you can turn a list into a poem, right? So mm -hmm. um, even if it's a list and, and you know, my mom is like really influential in my life. My family, period, is really influential in my life. So getting to hear their voices or see their faces or, or touch them and have them in my life is really important to me. Um, my friends play a huge part, you know, like I, I text Chewy about all kind of random. <laughs> I need a ring light, <laughs> you know, so... <laughs> And then she just wants to text back and I'm like, girl, this is a 45 minute conversation. Excuse me. <laughs> I know. it's awful. Um, I have some go-to movies. Uh, mm. Like, okay, so like Major Pain. Um, <laughs> okay. I, that's, that's, that's my jam, right? Um, I'm, I'm real weirdo sometimes with it too. Cause like, I would say coming to America, but also Misery. I don't know if y'all have seen that movie, but Misery is mm. in my life. Pop. Yeah, yeah, the Stephen King one. Yo. Yo. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, if you haven't seen it, go see it, children. Um, let's see. Uh, but yeah, like I just really I've been trying to force myself because what I realized is I'm not really good at relaxing. I tend to feel guilty if I'm relaxing. Like I mm. feel like I need to 
always be doing something. Like there's always something to do. So I've been, whenever that happens, I force myself to sit for longer and I might set a timer um, to be like, just do nothing. It's okay. You know, like you don't just need to do nothing when you're asleep. You can like do nothing right now um, for 30 seconds, you know? Um, but yeah, I, I try to do that. I, anytime I get to like, do my eyebrows or put on my lashes. That made me feel good. Sugar, I ain't gonna lie. Um, mm -hmm. I'm a really good window shopper, even online. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Like I'm not buying anything, but that basket is full, child. It is. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're just gonna do a window shopping tradition in your uh, household or? <laughs> no, everybody in my family buy the stuff they like. Mm -hmm. uh. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm really frugal. That's the word. Mm, I'm really, I'm really frugal. And so uh, I don't buy everything I want. Mm. Cause we literally, when I was growing up, we literally went window shopping uh, partly cause we didn't have money to buy stuff, but also uh, my mother, like when we would go for walks downtown, it'd be after it was closed. So <laughs> there was literal window shopping. That's all we could do. We couldn't go inside. <laughs> That's one way to do it. Yeah. Oh man. So let's uh let's talk about uh touring. Okay. Because that's kind of, you know, like that's been a huge part of your your career. Um for those that don't know what that's like, tell us like how how does touring life go for you? <laughs> yeah. Um well so like usually, you know, we're in some very uncertain times. So um usually the spring is my is my busiest season. Like I kick the door down and I just don't stop from January to May. Um I get very little breaks, um, especially in February and March. There was like one particular time when I wasn't really good to myself where I think once upon a time in February I had like maybe five days off that whole month. Mm. So um yeah, it's a lot that goes into it. And I would say this, I do not, I don't have nothing against touring. I love it. I absolutely adore what I do. I'm super fortunate to be able to do what I do. I just wish that there was like a time machine I could get into and I could, it could just pop my ass there and I could just beat it. You know what I'm saying? Like that would be dope. Um, and that way I wouldn't be so fatigued and tired and, and flying really honestly does awful things to the body. And so, um, man, you're, you're either dehydrated and dehydration can cause headaches. It can cause like, I don't know, your appetite is off. It's just your, your ears are swimming. It's super weird. Um, your equilibrium is off, but then you, I go to my hotel room and I take a nap and then I get dressed and go, you know what I'm saying, to my show um, and stay there and give myself fully. And then I go to sleep. I wake up at the top of the morning and whatever time zone I'm in and I get on a plane and go to the next city and I do it all over again. Right. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of people have this, this misconception that I think I heard some poets say one time, they were like, Oh yeah, I'm just going to do all shows in February. Like I'm, I'm not going to do no other shows, no other time of the year. And I'm like, where good luck with that you know what i'm saying because like uh -huh. I'm an agent and your agent is gonna want you to work because if you're not working <laughs> you're not getting paid so um uh -huh. also that that might be a testament to your work if you can only work during one month then i don't know how well your 
Yo, Poems is doing out here in these streets. Um, yeah, mm. so it's, it's a lot, but I really enjoy what I'm doing. I've been to 47 states, you know what I'm saying? As far as like I've performed in 47 states and it's, but now it's different, right? So I'll say the second week in March, I had um, maybe, I wanna say six shows left before COVID happened. I had six shows left that had to be canceled. Um, a lot of them were rescheduled and moved to the fall. Some of them decided to do a virtual type setting. And then some of them just left me on red. They're like, oh no, we'll see, right? <laughs> um, and it's really difficult because, you know, when it comes to your taxes, here's things that they don't tell you. As a full-time artist, when it comes to your taxes, they come for you first. Um, mm. They go for the people who got the money first. They come for you who don't got it. Um, and so you're likely always gonna pay something back. Like I haven't received a refund check since 2015, you know what I'm saying? So mm. um, I'm lucky if I break even, right? Because yeah. the system is not designed for people to to work for themselves. It's designed for you to work for someone. Um, but yeah, I mean, I could go on and on about it. You got some specific <laughs> questions? I could go on and on. About well, I'm, cu I'm curious. Uh, do you have like any um, touring? Sorry, there's a fly here. That's why I'm twitching. Um, <laughs> do you have like any tour uh, habits? or rituals or like trinkets that you like have to have with you? Like what's, what's the little quirk that Ebony Stewart has? Yeah, I take the early flight, the earliest flight possible. Um, I'm usually at the airport around four or 5 a.m. Um, it's better, I know everybody hates it, but look, this is what happens. Things are less likely to go bad in the morning. Hmm. Things are happening and then it's a domino for the rest of your flights and then you stuck in somewhere you don't wanna be. You know what I'm saying? So usually i take the early morning flight out um and 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 they probably are cheaper because nobody want to be nobody want to be mm -hmm. on our flight right so that's that's one of my things um uh i rent a car i know some people like to depend on public transit and stuff like that but if it's a city that i've never been to or i don't really know their public transit very well i'm gonna rent a car because i also like mm -hmm. to be in control of when i want to go somewhere and what i want to do um, and if I get lost, I'm lost. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Not at the whim of some Lyft driver. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Um, I stay in hotels that are, that are chains. I don't, I don't stay in motels. I don't, I don't do Airbnbs. I, I, I don't know. Maybe cause I've seen too many horror movies where I'm just like, I don't know what could happen at this Airbnb. This person might lock me up in here and then what I'm supposed to do. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I definitely choose hotels that I know. So I'm going to spend the money on that. Um, Plus I take the points. Yeah, come on now. <laughs> points all across the board is what you're supposed to be striving for. Okay, you're supposed to be striving for those points. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, I usually try to find a a Panera bread. That's my jam, just because uh, it's healthy, and I try to put good stuff into my body while I'm on the road. I try to stay as hydrated as I can. Um, but Panera bread has been a saving grace. I know some people feel like they got hospital food, but Yo, like, I don't know. They sandwiches slap. And so... <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying, if somebody wants to get you a gift and they're like, I don't know, what do I give Ebony Stewart? A Panera Bread gift card. That's right. There it is. There it is. They got, they got breakfast. 
they got lunch, they got dinner, okay? Um, and so I, I usually get some Panera Bread or I find where Panera Bread is. I probably already mapped that out um, because sometimes you get to a place and they don't have a Panera Bread. The only thing they have is like a, no no shade, no tea, but like a Burger King or a, or a McDonald's. And that's, if that's what you into, that's what's up. That's My body don't digest that well. So if they got a Panera Bread, even if it's 30 minutes out the way, I'm fixing to drive them 30 minutes, get my Panera Bread, get my dinner as well, you know, and head back to the hotel. Panera is listening. Uh, you know, there's, there's a sponsorship opportunity here. Uh, Tonight's show, tonight show is brought to you by Panera Bread. Panera Bread. It's not, but again, sponsorships. Well, maybe we need that actually. Chibi, write that down. We need uh, Panera Bread to sponsor us. Yeah, bring it back so I can tell them how I feel. Love with Tito's. Um, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you know, like, um, and then I take a nap so I can decompress myself and get myself ready because I'm usually really exhausted. Um, I'll stretch because that's really important. I get to the school an hour before. Um, I know us poets, we have poet time, but in, 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 the business side of this thing, you being in the late. Professional world. Come on now. Mm-hmm. In the professional world, you gotta you gotta be on time, Sugarfoot. Okay, mm-hmm. there's poetry time unless you don't want all your money. Um, so it's a part of the contract that you sign. Mm, that part. So yeah, I get there early. I, I uh, some people like to go like into their green room. Uh, I'm very much the person that wants to sit out in the audience, like. Yeah. If they know who I am, cool. If they don't, even better. Because I want to sit there and see how these people move, what they're doing, what they're eating, what they're talking about, you know? Um, because it's all fuel and for me to use in my show mm-hmm. uh, when I'm having conversation and dialogue with them. So, yeah. And then, you know, like I said, you, you finish the show, you have the conversations, you take the pictures, um, you give the handles out, and then you go back to the hotel room by yourself, you eat your Panera Bread, you go to sleep. <laughs> it all over again <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Said, so I'm, I'm thinking that another good thing about the uh the early flight is that you can use that as your excuse later on when someone's like hey hey let's go and do this do that and you're like really tired you're like no i'm sorry i've got an early flight i can't go hang out with you, you know? it's, it's I'm, I'm responsible Right. Eddie, stop giving away her secrets, okay? <laughs> Next time well, yeah. she gonna she gonna be in some city and she can be like, no, it's because I have an early flight. It's like, boo! I saw that podcast. I saw that show. You lied. <laughs> <laughs> but the other uh, other question is, what's your favorite college or college town to be at, Ooh. or which one really surprised you? Mm. Lord, um, I don't I don't yeah, know about. I don't know if I should say favorites because people be sensitive about their school child. They really do. Okay. People be gang banging. We um, want her to get booked again. Okay. That's right. <laughs> that's right. But who I can mention that I've consistently gone to for, I want to say four years now in a row is uh, Central Michigan University in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. They put on for me every single time. Um, that's also a show that I do with Asia Sampson. I don't know if y'all know. I the- was gonna say that. That sounds familiar. I think Asia also mentioned that that one is yeah. one of his favorites too. Yeah, we definitely um, do that show together. We take it over, right? And they have, I don't know, the the biggest number I think that we've performed for or that I have because Asia was doing it before me um, was twenty three hundred incoming freshmen that you perform in front of, um, and the energy is unmatched is what i'll say it's unmatched it's it's no slam you've been to it's no final stage that you performed on it's like 
these people are here for poetry. All of them? That's wild. Like, they don't even know what's about to happen to them this year because they're freshmen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why. Yeah. Welcome to college. Yeah. Um, there's also... Um, there's, a, there's an institute in uh, Institute of Technology that happens in Chicago and they do an incoming freshman as well. But these kids are like, or these young people, excuse me, are like, they're like the mega minds. Like they're like the people that are building the things that we using right now, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, they're super nerdy and I love it because they're, they're super shocked by what I'm talking about, especially like they're like, what, are, are we expected to have sex? I'm not ready to have sex. You know? <laughs> <laughs> is that a part is that a course is that is there gonna are they gonna teach us how right um <laughs> so that's like that's always a good time because you get a good shock factor out of them but mm -hmm. um I do have some schools that I won't name that are on my will not return list because some schools do a damn fool when I go there um meaning they could maybe not have anything together like one time I went to a school I can say they, they were in Texas I went to a school and they did they, they didn't know I was coming they forgot they forgot, like they had no idea. They just, my contact person was on a plane. I talked to him, he was on a plane. He was like, oh, you there? Yes, where are you, sir? <laughs> 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 so yeah, I have some schools that I'm like, nah, I'm not trying to return to that school. But um, for the most part, it just goes back to people are super good to me, yo. So I, which is an exhausting factor of like, when you have consistently good shows, it's it's so exhausting. Mm -hmm. It's like, yo, I gotta like be on, but also I'm having such a good time. But oh man, I gotta go to sleep. But yo, I gotta wake up at, at five. Oh man, no, but like this kid, like, you know, so um I, I can't really pinpoint any other school besides that one in particular, just because they've had me consistently. Um and and their students gravitate to me even after they graduate, you know, they still reach out to me. Um, or have me like if they start working at a college, they'll bring me to the college that they're working at, you know. Yeah. So that impressionable uh, transition just like brings about them to my mind to be like CMU. Yeah. It's, it's too easy CMU. Well, because too, like you perform with your whole being, right? Your your entire essence goes into your performances. I don't think I've ever seen you. Uh, like phone it in, you know, per se, like it, you are committed and that takes a lot out of yeah. someone, especially when the energy is high, when it's good, you know, cause then you're just like giving more <laughs> and more. It's an addiction. It's an addiction almost. Right. And I would say that that's true for anybody who's any type of performer, right? Nobody does this hoping that nobody's into it, mm -hmm. but, you know? Um, and it's the same for like, say for instance, a boxer or a track star, you know, like you hear the people or you see the emotion and you're leaning all the way in and you get received in that way, man, it's nothing like it. It really is a rush um, in the best possible way. And so I'm glad I don't do drugs, but you know, <laughs> I think it's drug enough. It's drug enough. But I will say like what COVID has done is it's kind of taken away my high a little bit, right? If that mm -hmm. makes sense. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And so it's, it feels a little different. It's like, okay, you know, all right, I can be an intentional in other ways. And so uh, I like that it's, it's a challenge for me. So I've been taking on 
COVID and, and the uncertainty as a way to challenge myself to do something different. How else can I show up, right? Are you really, you, as you say you are, do you really care as much as you say you do, right? And so um, I'm having to find different ways and avenues to, to be present. Yeah. Is that virtual show, because um, I know it's got to have less energy because of the crowd interaction, but yeah. are you standing for them? Are you sitting down? Are you doing the same poems? Are you changing that up? Uh, I have changed them up and I've been able to do poems that I, that I wouldn't normally do because say for instance, the sets might be shorter, um, but they're still like, it's like people have classics, right? They, they want to hear and it doesn't matter if I want to do that poem or not. They're going to request it until the end of the, the Zoom call or whatever, you know, like the video, but it isn't as, it, it was like you kind of like what you were saying, it's not as interactive, but it's also just kind of like, is this thing on? Hello? <laughs> What I say, you know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, um, it's kind of dead sometimes. And, and I, and I've been thinking about this, um, because I am sitting. And so I'm wondering if that's like, kind of like shrinking me a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. cause I feel like my power just like wants to jump out and it's easier when I'm standing. But, um, if I'm being honest, like I said this to my agent literally yesterday, I am not made to do virtual performances. Mm -hmm. Um, made for live interaction I made for for people um and for us to experience each other and nothing is going to change that nothing is going to take that away I'm not I'm not a sim you know what I'm saying so like I'm not interested in in um you like watching me I'm also just like weird about that anyways you know just because like I got some conspiracy shit but <laughs> yeah nah it's it's not as great but um there was one that I did his name is D Soul, but I can't remember. He 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 he's, he attends Stanford University, I believe, and that one was really nice because he let everyone keep their sound on, and so you could hear them snapping or them making comments. They had like different types of emojis. The chat was going crazy, um, and so that was really nice, right? Um, they held a really amazing space, but also it's like any time any other way we perform, they were all poets. They were all there for poetry, right? So us poets know how to give each other the energy and the thing that we need. Whereas like sometimes you got to train other audiences to know mm -hmm. how to perceive you or hear you or praise you, right? Yeah. And I mean, I think it goes back to that whole um, notion of a conversation, right? You know, our performances are a conversation, even, you know, the way the audience reacts, the the way their bodies change as they're like watching you perform, like that's part of the dialogue. And, you know, unfortunately we don't have that in this virtual world. So I, I totally get you. Um, well, Ebony, this has been a uh, phenomenal conversation. Um, I think you should definitely walk away knowing that you have inspired many uh, and uh, you are loved. <laughs> Back. I love you so much. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. For this opportunity. I'm going to look and look through the things and see about the questions and try to jump on there and answer them. If anybody wants to, I know, I know this shit about to shut down, but I'm going to go in there. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's one question that, that, that I think is going to require a lot more time. Uh, oh, yeah. At it, that, yeah, you might, you might look at it and then you're going to have to give a, like a good essay probably. Uh, oh, <laughs> I'm like, we can oh. be here for another 30 minutes talking right. about that I mean, question. Listen, so and I also want to say a shout out over to uh, Nicole, who I think is from the Midwest, saw you in the Midwest, 
and has been blowing this up because she is one of your biggest fans. So mm-hmm. I want to shout out to her. Nicole um, is my middle name. You basically cousin. Oh. <laughs> Absolutely um, love it. Thank, yeah, thanks again for this. And yeah, we're going to hear one more um, poem from you. Yeah. Please take it away. Thank you. So this one is out of homegirlhood. If you don't have homegirlhood, get it. Um, if you don't have the money for it, I don't know what to tell you. But uh, so it's called Perhaps We Should Go Back. Pack our suitcases, boxes, and barrels full of rice, sugar, and cotton, spices, recipes, and oils, ancestry, legacy, and midnight customs, greetings, and slang, our melanin, our organs, music, moods, and memes, photographs, language, and plunder, witchery, black magic, and holistics, unruly, offensive, good for nothing, but dying twice as good bodies. Yeah. Yeah, we should leave. Leave them to their pale and soulless, selfish and greedy, offbeat selves, weathered and rubber faces, unseasoned chicken and Kardashians, winter women without legs, love for hatred, conniving and cunning, their obsession with murder and war and raping and killing, injustice and prisons, dick measuring contests. I say we leave. Yeah, start our own government without their obstacles and struggle America in its robbery, name ourselves as gods delivered from everything, be original, jubilee, tribe, and kin, use the rest of our time left loving and undoing the anguish done to us by their men, be our own unique and beautiful, leave them dullard, ugly, and terrible. Let them rot with nothing, unable to survive without us. Let them, let them not forget that this is the reason we were summoned a whole illusion of weak people pretending to be white, claiming to have superiority, but unable, unfit, remiss to do anything. Thank y'all so, so much. I appreciate it. Um, Yeah, this is a good look. I I really appreciate what y'all is doing, but for us, the artists and the poets and the people, uh, thank you so so much. We try. No, thank, thank you for you. that poem because it it proves one more thing that that um, a good poem is timeless. Mm. You can put it in any any place, and that one totally fits in this moment that we're in right now. And I know it wasn't written like a week ago. Right. No, yeah. it wasn't. Thank you so. Much. So we're at that part of the show where uh, handles, websites, etc. People want to find you. People want to buy your stuff. Where can they go? Okay, so yeah, if you want to buy uh, Homegirlhood or Love Letters to Ball Fist, you can actually go to Write About Now, Juan Poetry, Write, W-R-I-T-E, About Now Poetry. Um, they definitely have bundles. They have the book as a bundle or whatever. Um, if you're like interested in following me on Instagram, it's Gully Princess, G-U-L-L-Y Princess. Ain't no Zs, ain't no underscores. I don't do none of that shit. Um, also, if you're into like rants and retweets, even if it's your word tweet about me, like, or just about work or poetry or whatever, you like down for the cause, it's EB Poetry. That's EB Poetry because like my name is Ev. 
Destiny. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, so you can like do that. I don't know what else, like if you're like down to like go to my website, that's that's ebpoetry.com, but I'm not really hard to find. If, if you forget anything, you can just Google Ebony Stewart. It's, it's out there, you out there. She kind of famous. Yeah, <laughs> she kind of a big deal. <laughs> Ebony Stewart, everybody, thank you so much for being here with us, Ebony. We love you, take care of yourself, stay safe out there. I love okay. you. Hey, uh, hey, next week though. Tell me, Eddie, what do we got going on next week? Next week, we have a very talented person who uh, is also multi-genre, uh, who is all over. We've got Anel Flores uh, stopping in to talk mm-hmm. some words and shit with us. Multi-genre, poet, writer, activist, San Antonio Art enthusiast. Teacher, yeah. Artist, uh, all-around artist. Yeah. So super excited to have her. Um Thank you to everybody who has joined us here tonight. Uh, We are here every Thursday at 7.30, we go live. And if you're interested in any of the conversations that we've had previously, they are available on the Blah Poetry Spot uh, Facebook page. You can definitely go check those out. Also, you can follow us on Instagram on uh, writeartout, W-R-I-T-E-A-R-T, O-U-T. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Thank you, Eddie, for facilitating this conversation. Um, We hope to see you here again in the coming weeks. Uh, Like he said, next week, San Antonio superstar Anel Flores. Uh, Until then, my name is Chibi. That one over there is Eddie. Uh, (laughs) You stay safe out there. Uh, Take care. Good night. Good night.